HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, welcome to Charleston Wine and Food Festival Day One. We are Heritage Radio Network. We're going to be broadcasting live. Normally, we broadcast from our studios in Bushwick, Brooklyn, but today we're here in the Culinary Village. Find us at the TP Dead Center of the Hub on the side closest to the Dewberry Hotel. And uh, we're really, really psyched to be here. This is our third year at Charleston Wine and Food. It's one of our favorite partnerships. And uh, so we've got a huge, awesome lineup today. You can find everything that we've got on deck at heritageradionetwork.org slash events. And also, if you're here in the Culinary Village, come check out the chalkboard next to the teepee for the daily lineup. And uh, for everybody in the audience, you can listen live uh, to all of our broadcasts at heritageradionetwork.org slash live. Uh, So today we're going to start things off. I'm going to introduce my colleague, Kat Johnson. Hey, Kat. Hey, Katie. So um, I want to say first a big thank you as we get going here to all of the partners who made it possible for us to be here today. First and foremost, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken and uh, also to Big Green Egg, the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts and Wisconsin Cheese. Uh, We're really, really grateful for all of your support. And um, we're going to start things off over here at the um, Campfire Confessionals Springer Mountain Farms area. Um, and Kat, you're going to have a little chat with Shai Farjian uh, with some chicken over the fire here, right? Yeah, so right now Shai is putting chicken on the grill, and when he gets that all set up, he's going to come over and chat with us about his restaurant, Yafo Kitchen, in Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, well, Shai, I'm going to hand it on over to you. Thank you so much for being on air with us, and great to see you again. Great to see you again. Thank you for coming. Uh, we've missed you guys since your last visit in Charlotte. I know. We were there in May, and I've really craved Yafo Kitchen every week since we were in Charlotte. Thank you for feeding us so well. <laughs> so tell me to start off, what are you making on the grill today? So today we're going to make uh, our staple, probably our most popular dish, is the um, hummus bowl with chawarma chicken. Um, we're going to make a, simple, a mini cup of it. Uh, we have our hummus with organic chickpeas, uh, tahini that we bring from uh, Tel Aviv, Yafo in Israel, uh, and our shawarma chicken with our hasarab. Amazing. And you can come get that at the Culinary Village yes. right now. So if you're out there, come on by. So, Shai, tell me about your restaurant, Yafo Kitchen in Charlotte. We are a um, chef-driven Mediterranean fast casual. Uh, we do simple food, uh, straight up fresh ingredients. We do as much local and organic as possible. And we're expanding. We're opening a second restaurant. Congratulations! In Amazing. Uh, in a couple of months. Um, so yeah, we take the uh, Mediterranean food, the Middle Eastern food that I grew up eating, and bring it to the South. 
uh, what we call the local approach, global food, local produce, um, and try to make the simplest, best food we can make. So tell me about where you're from and how that influenced your cooking. Uh, I'm from Israel. I grew up in a small city in the center of the Galilee. Um, my father is from Iran. My mother is actually American. So it was a mix and a mix up of food that I grew up eating, but uh, Israeli food, and then later on, uh, more Mediterranean, Greek, North African, and most recently, the last five years, Southern food that also has obviously some influence on our food. Uh, we make Greek yogurt mac and cheese at Yafo. So it's been a development of my background making the food that I grew up eating, but elevating, elevating it and obviously adjusting it to the south of the United States. Mm -hmm. Do you find that people that come to, to Yafo are saying that they're willing to try more adventurous foods after they kind of get like an entryway through Yafo? Uh, yeah, definitely. So we have some items on the menu that are a little more southern. But at the end of the day, what we tell people is falafel is just like a hush puppy. So <laughs> just a little different. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about what you're cooking. And uh, can you actually just describe for people who are listening what this all looks like? Uh, this looks amazing. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it looks like a backyard campfire pit yeah. that has a grill grid on it. Yes. Uh, it's even cooler than that because you can play with the height of the uh, grill grid and you can elevate it, lower it, um, and actually control the temperature much better. Uh, but it is cooking on live, on an open flame fire. Um, is this something that you do um, a lot in? Do you cook over open fire in the restaurant or is it something um, that you do at we home? We do not. So we do it at home. We're going to do it tomorrow on a big, a big green eggs. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a different dish that we're doing. Um, we use a uh, shawarma a vertical rotisserie and a grill mm -hmm. to cook our chicken in the restaurant. Uh, if we could do it on open fire, the flavor is a little more intense. Yeah. Um, but what's most important for us, we cook a lot of chicken at a time, so you really get that hard sear on it um, to to match the flavor of the uh, of the meat. We use uh, chicken breast right now in the restaurant. We use a mix of breasts and thighs. Uh, our spice rub contains traditional Middle Eastern spices, a lot of cumin, paprika, turmeric, uh, a touch of curry. And then we also use a vacuum tumbler, which is really cool. And we do a wet marinade first and then a dry rub. And um, why do you do that? Because the uh, wet marinade in a tumbler, and when you marinate the chicken in, in vacuum, allows you to have much better uh, flavor penetration. We do the same for our rotisserie chicken, and you can really feel the flavor coming through all the way to the bone. Uh, because of that, the, the vacuum opens the tissue of the chicken and allows the marinade to penetrate, the flavors to penetrate in as if you've been marinated for three days. So, now tell me more about your rotisserie chicken because I think it's a really popular item for people to stay, to go. Yeah, so we use uh, Springer Mountain chicken, we use whole birds, and we load our rotisserie four times a day. Uh, so there's always fresh chicken that comes off. Um, most of it we use our traditional shawarma spice rub. So, and there's a, because there's a dry rub, again, we do the wet marinade and then we do a dry rub. Because of the dry rub, there's actually a really good crust on the chicken uh, with all the shawarma flavors. And we do a family meal, which is whole chicken and three uh, family style sides. Mm -hmm. um, great deal, a lot of people pick it up on the way home. 
from work, and we have recently started doing a second flavor chicken since Ooh. you guys have been here. Um, we have a new chef. He's uh, he worked in Greece in Jordan, and uh, we've implemented. We're doing a Greek style uh, lemon garlic chicken, and we butterfly it, so it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So we butterfly the chicken. We still put it under rotisserie, um, but we use uh, lemon, garlic, herbs, um, a lot of those less Middle Eastern, more Mid Mediterranean flavors. Uh, and that gives a, a little different variety uh, of our chicken. And so yeah, we've been playing with it. We're probably gonna do another hot chicken later in the year. Um, we have our red schuk, which is a super spicy sauce. Um, we're gonna use that as a rub. If someone wanted to try to make rotisserie style chicken at home, what would be some of your pointers to try to replicate some of the flavors? So the. When we do a wet marinade and then a dry rub, it's the equivalent of doing a brine at home. So I would do a brine that has a little more of, a, of flavor to it. Your marinade needs to be like the flavor of the marinade needs to be your end flavor on steroids. Like it has to be really, really intense because you lose a lot of the flavor as it penetrates into the chicken. Um, so I would do at least 24 hour marination on a very, very strong marinade. Don't worry about like the chicken curing or a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to put salt, salt in the marinade because it cures the chicken. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you do a 24 hours marination on the chicken, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I would put it in an oven uh, on, a, on a rack about 450 degrees for an hour. Okay. So high and fast and then let it rest. So the temperature goes all the way. We don't want to serve any raw chicken, obviously. Uh, but if you really want to get the crust and the closest you can get to a rotisserie style chicken, to a chicken that's been under a rotisserie machine, um, high and fast. High and fast. Um, tell me about some of the other like special Israeli type foods that you're serving at Yafo. Like I remember eating the preserved lemon and then the breads you're making. Tell we're me about making, some of those things. We have today with our mini hummus bowls, we're serving uh, laffa chips. We bake laffa in the restaurant. It's a Middle Eastern flatbread. Um, and we use our local organic flour in it from Saksapaha in uh, North Carolina. Uh, so we do that every day. And it, basically every person that comes to the restaurant get, gets a piece of bread with his meal. Um, we preserve our own lemon. It's a one and a half to three month process. Depends on the season of the year and how hot it is in the kitchen, uh, the humidity levels. Uh, we make our own uh, pickles. Uh, we basically make everything as much as we can uh, out of our, um, in, in our kitchen. Some items that are fairly new to the US, especially to the Southern area is our schug sauce, mm -hmm. which is our uh, Sandra jalapeno sauce. Um, pretty mild, I mean not spicy, but really herbaceous, really, really flavorful. Uh, and then we have the hot version of that, which is the red schug that we make with habaneros, um, which is my favorite. We've recently started doing a Lebanese garlic sauce, um, which we're gonna be serving tomorrow on our green egg uh, dish. Amazing, well, I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat some of this chicken with you in a bit. Um, Shai, thank you so much for talking to me at the Springer Mountain Campfire at the Culinary Village of Charleston Wine and Food. Um, I wanna thank Springer Mountain Farms for being one of our sponsors as well and getting us down here to the festival. Um, stay tuned, because up next we're gonna have Chef Mike Lotta of Fig in conversation with Eli Sussman. Awesome, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to see Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Shai. We'll be right back.